Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. I'm Jim. You can find our webpage at babyboomertales.com. Thank you very much for spending a little time with me today. housekeeping situation today is a few weeks ago we had a episode titled the turtle and in that episode I said something about I had never seen a turkey fly I'm talking about wild turkeys that I see out here on my property in fact last night I saw about five or six of them running across the farmers field over to my east as I was sitting there watching TV Well, the day after this podcast was released about the turtle and me saying about turkeys flying, I was driving down the road and there's a turkey and just took off flying to get out of the way of my truck, I'm sure. And I thought to myself, I have seen turkeys fly before. What was I thinking when I said I'd never seen them fly? Now, flying to a turkey is like a last resort. They only do it to protect themselves. They would rather walk or run. They can really truck it down the road. But I have indeed seen turkeys fly on more than one occasion. My other thing is I had a podcast just a couple weeks ago called Sick Day where I talked about pretending to be sick when I was in grade school and taking the day off of school and sitting around watching TV and eating stuff. And how I must have fooled my mother. Well, there was a part of that episode I talked about Josephine bringing my books home after school so I could, you know, do the homework and keep caught up. Well, I have to correct that just a little. There's no way in the world my dad would let Josephine bring me my books after school. Probably no way the teachers would let Josephine bring my books to me after school. My default person, the person that always was bailing me out, that always helped me, that made sure I had my books after I missed a day of school, would have been my Aunt Connie. I've spoken about Connie before. She's five months younger than me, yet she's my aunt. And she was the dependable one of the two of us. And she would have surely been the one to bring my books to me after school. So thank you, Connie. And Josephine, wherever you are, nothing against you. In fact, I was probably with you, Josephine. Don't bring me my books. I'm taking the day off. It's the first day of summer today. It started about 9.57 this morning. That means tomorrow will be the first full day of summer. But summer started. Summer's here. Unless you're listening at this before 9.57 Central Time. So it is starting to get hot. It gets like a sauna bath sometimes here in the Midwest. As beautiful as the spring and the fall is, the summer has some stretches to it that are quite hot and humid. We get the humidity off the Gulf of Mexico. Our prevailing wind in the summertime is out of the south, and it blows that humidity from the old Gulf right down upon us. It makes everything grow really well, all that hot, humid air. Kind of like a jungle in places. But then, all of a sudden, 
sometime in August usually, the rains stop and it starts getting dry. And yet the air is still humid. It is an amazing, amazing thing. Not anything like where I was born and raised up in the Colorado Rocky Mountains. That air is so dry, it might be too dry. Our song of the week is Seven Spanish Angels, written by Troy Seals and Eddie Setzer. It was a duet by Ray Charles and Willie Nelson, recorded and released in 1984. Ray Charles had eight hits on the country charts, and this one was the most successful for him on the country charts. It made number one. It was on his album Friendship. A year later, Willie Nelson released his album called Half Nelson with this same song on it. The songwriters wrote this iconic song with Marty Robbins in mind. Remember Marty Robbins, El Paso? But by the time they had finished writing this song, Marty Robbins had passed away. And so in a very much a stroke of genius, Willie and Ray sung this song and seven Spanish angels took another angel home. My mom and dad are the standard that was set to guide me through life. No matter how crazy I got, no matter how crazy I got. The Bible scripture of Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. That is very, very true. I was trained up to be truthful and faithful and dependable and to work hard and to treat everyone with respect. About the time I turned 16 until my mid-20s probably, I lacked several of those things. And I was selfish and I was a little crazy and I was self-centered. And I didn't respect what my loved ones were going through in regards to my actions. Not that I was bad. I was not a bad person. But I was very much full of myself and only me. And thank God my parents raised me in the way I should go. And I did come around. I was very fortunate not everybody gets that second chance in life. I know. So anyway... When I came up with the idea for this podcast, it was like in my waking hours when I first wake up in the morning, which could be any time between literally 3.30 and 8.30 in the morning. I just get up when I wake up. I make all my appointments and things not any earlier than 10 a.m. anymore because I am truly against alarm clocks. I had enough of those in my working life to last the rest of my life, and I'm not going to do it if I can keep from it. But I do. If, if I have an alarm situation where I have to get up, which is only maybe once a year, my phone is programmed to play Amarillo by Morning by George Strait. So it's kind of a nice way to get up, wake up, instead of ah, 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 or bells ringing or all that stuff. So I want to go through some of the things, and I've just written down a couple for each, a couple for my mom, a couple for my dad, but I want to just 
do it off of my heart and off the cuff, off the top of my head, and off the recess parts of my brain, I know some of this stuff will come to the forefront as I'm speaking here. Let's start with my mom. She liked everybody, and I do believe everybody liked her. She could go into a restaurant or into a place where people are socializing or even a store, and there was never a stranger. If she didn't know them, she would introduce herself, show interest in them, and make a friend for life. She's very, very friendly. To my knowledge, she had no bad habits, smoking, drinking, cussing, whatever. She didn't do any of that stuff. I don't believe I ever heard my mother ever say a swear word. I know I never saw her take a drink, and she never smoked a cigarette once, to my knowledge, in her entire life. It was always family first with her. That included my aunts and my uncle and my grandma and grandpa on both sides, and especially her husband and her children. Very family-oriented. Church, she believed in going to church, and she believed in us going to church. And I thank her for that. There was something there to help guide me through life. She is loyal and yet not overbearing. She let us kids be kids. I've spoken this before about her. She let us fight our own battles. And yet she was there for you if you needed her. She was approachable. She punished you in love. No matter how mad we may have made her, she never beat us or any of that stuff. And me, myself, I'm sure I pushed her to the brink of a lot of this stuff. She never degraded us. She spoke words of love and affirmation and life to us. She was always there. Whatever you were interested in, she was interested in it. And she had enough of that to go around to all four kids. The only time I ever remember her like yelling at me in anger is one time I pulled a rug out from under my little sister's feet and she fell and hit her head real hard on a concrete floor and knocked her out. And I remember my mom yelling at me, you killed her, you killed her, screaming that at me. And my dad had the cooler head and he took her outside in the cold air and slapped her face a couple little times, I think couple times her little face I think and she came to I remember at that point it's one of the first times I think I ever begged God for something after my mom yelled that at me I remember we're standing in front of a full-length mirror and I remember putting my hands together and saying God please let her live please let her live you know I was always doing something to my brothers and my sister not trying to be mean. I can't remember trying to be mean, but I think I was kind of mean sometimes. You know, practical jokers can... Anyway, my mom was one of those people that 50 years later, people remember her with love and fondness. My dad was a little different, but they say opposites attract. And I believe that. My wife and I are about as opposite as can be. Yet as we grow older together, we become more alike. My dad taught us a work ethic second to none. He had your back, but you would never know it unless you really screwed up bad and he needed to rescue you. He did not share his wounds because before my mom came into his life, he had some serious deep wounds 
And he never shared those. He never whined about them or blamed things on his past or people that hurt him or any of that stuff. Maybe that was just his generation, but I think it was my dad. He let us grow up. He trained us to grow up to be men. And I'm sure with my sister, even though she was the princess, which is only fitting because she was the baby of the family and the three lugs of boys are her big brothers. But he trained us boys to be men. And yet he allowed us to be boys. I think that's very important, you know. He didn't make us grow up. He just trained us for when we did grow up. Together, they created a safe place to grow up in. Our needs were met without them spoiling us too bad. They never fought in front of us. They never talked bad about the other one to us. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is older, he will not depart from it. Our fact of the week, the four pillars of trust every marriage needs are safety, faithfulness, commitment, reliability. If any one of these pillars are missing, the roof starts caving in and the relationship starts to deteriorate. Thank you for coming along today. It means more to me than you'll ever know. I really miss my mom and dad. That is a good thing, I do believe. I think of them with fondness in my heart, and I think my love for them grows even as I get older. Start each day with a grateful heart and be kind. Always be kind. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out. My mom was a great cook and an excellent maker of banana bread. My dad had world-class Christmas lights he put up every holiday season. My mom welcomed friends without question into our house and made them feel at home. My dad provided for us without making us feel obligated, and yet he taught us a great work ethic so someday we could provide for our family. They never embarrassed us by making out in front of us. Woo! Thank you, Mom and Dad. <laughs>